get the little bee next to I try to control it for the radio. Oh my god! All right, all right, all right. Here we go, baby. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey. You can find me on Twitter at FF Larry Monkey. And as always, what is this guy kicking back on the couch? This guy as always got a mauve T-shirt you're wearing, and so I think it's almost like pink. And a, a salmon that would that, that, that'd be a salmon color, perhaps. You, you fishing know. for salmon? You doing some fishing lately down there, in Mississippi? I'm going fishing this weekend, I think. I haven't told the wifey, but I'm going fishing this weekend. Hmm. What do you fish for down there? Because you go in like a lake, right? Or a creek? Yeah, Is that <laughs> yeah, a creek. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I'm gonna, uh, probably try and catch some brim and some crappie, maybe even uh, sit around when it gets a little warmer and go deep for catfish. That's, oh, okay. It's time to get the fish fry going. Well, this is one of those shows, folks, where we have a fancy guest. Larry, and, this uh, is a road we've never traveled. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> it took, me, cool, it took me longer than I would like to admit yes. for that one to hit. At Lindsay underscore Rhodes on Twitter. Lindsay Rose, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I wanna I'm I'm I feel like Justin I'm I'm taking notes here about how I would like to do every show for the rest of eternity. Like lounging on a couch. Look, just kind of casually casually yeah. looking at the camera every once in a while. Yeah. Sort like, of over I, my I shoulder. Use my phone, I use my phone for all my actual like, oh I'm gonna look this up real quick. So sometimes I look at the camera and sometimes I might just doze off a little bit when Larry's talking. It's great. I, I, I feel like I'm giving you fantasy therapy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I need a lot of that. Well, <laughs> if, well, if you, if we if Jared Goff comes up in conversation, that's when Justin's cat always oh. enters the room. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, sometimes his dog will start tap dancing in the background. So there's all kinds oh, of stuff going on down there. If I don't hit the mute button quick enough when my wife comes out of my daughter's room, you'll hear the tap dance. <laughs> should, be follow, should be following my wife to the uh bedroom all right all right well, well hold on hold on before we get into everything we're going to get into i was just uh informed today we uh by ryan mcdowell we're giving you two spots to give away scott fish and, and me so that's good news is it not you guys that's are good. giving away two spots we're giving away two we are going to give away spots. yes yeah. uh, we did last year and we're going to do it again this year and last year was a lot of fun Justin's not even in the fishbowl yet, so uh, yeah, I haven't got my email yet. <laughs> this is how Dude, it always maybe you goes. need to give one of your spots to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I was in it, I was on the potathon, and just a few hours before we made our appearance, I won a thing during you know watching the potathon. I mean, yeah. literally like two and a half, three hours before we were actually on, and I'm like, oh well, now I got to pick a spot before I come on so we can talk about where I want to draft from. There's something wrong about you giving out a spot that you don't actually <laughs> even have yourself. Two spots. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm all about giving anyway. Look, if I get in, I, I hope I get in. I kind of assume I will at some point. But uh, if I don't, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's fine, right? Well, Justin can't have the spot either. Spot. It will go to one of our listeners. So employees, employees, and uh, families of employees are not eligible for the prize. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're out. You think you're going to no. Frankie? You think if Frankie's going to going to get into yeah, the think, 100 yard dash or the his daughter <laughs> Frankie's, he's going to try to sneak into the fishbowl. She's just about faster than me, so you don't want to race her in a 100 yard dash. Right. So how are we going to give these two spots away? Are we going to do something similar to last year, or they had to listen to the show? And we would well, we course. would drop like a secret word, and then they'd have to DM us the secret word, and that would also it, have to be a, a part of the. It's all a blur, man. I had like a a three week old at this time last year. That's right. No, I didn't remember shit about last year. Are you kidding me? And my yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry, buddy. And you look like a Jets fan, Larry. So I don't know. You might have to pick something different, like without sauce in it, because that could just come <laughs> up know. casually in conversation, right? I know, I know, and th my my favorite restaurant in Manhattan, uh, it's in the the West Village. It's called it's called Sauce, and I just I wanted to let him know, dude, hey, you had to get to this place, man. It's, I mean, it's a it's oh man. In fact, um, have you DM'd him yet, Larry? Uh, I've not I've not DM Sauce. No, that's that's no. incredible that you've been able to re restrain yourself. Yeah, I have not. It's you know, it's funny. Yeah. I, I'm talking about um, this place, Sauce, the Monto Pucciano, is a a red wine. 
that you get there with the, the chicken parm. It's me and my wife's favorite restaurant. And I only, the only reason I'm, I'm talking about this now is because I'm uh, my 10 year anniversary is in two days. Believe that. Oh, you got you got reservations at Sauce, Larry? No, I don't. We're not going to Sauce. No, we're not. Oh, actually, you know where we're going? We are going to my daughter's championship softball game. My you know what I thought daughter. you were going to say? I thought you were going to say, we're going to go to this wing place. Yeah. I just knew. I just yeah, knew. Down it was the hatch. Wing place. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we got, uh, we were supposed to go to this, this club, this jazz club in, in Madison, which is supposed to be really nice. And all of a sudden they just scheduled it today. It was the um, championship game, which, oh God, man. I, this, I, I don't know how yeah. you feel. Like personally, there's no place I would rather be though. Like I'm so deep into this youth sports mom stuff right now. Oh. My God, you have like no idea. The game last testing night. testing all sorts of aspects of my character. <laughs> this is U8. This is like U8. And yep. um, check it out. We were down 13 to 9 going into the bottom of the sixth inning. Mm -hmm. And they tied it 13-13. Extra innings. Extra innings. You believe this? <laughs> so um, they scored two runs in extra innings. And then we came back and scored three runs to end the game. It was just like everybody was just like it was like you're watching like yeah. the final bottom of the night or the or the ball or totally. something. Bottom there's, of the seventh or whatever walk off, huh? It's yeah. it's the height of investment, right? What yeah. I'm finding is that like while I do have everything in its proper perspective, my son is nine, so we're in similar age range here, yes. right? Um, none of these kids are going pro. I think some parents think that they might, but <laughs> so I, I am fully like, this is for fun and we want it to be, but in that moment though, I have to control myself. Someone <laughs> on, you know, our team drops a fly ball or something. And I'm yeah. like, you can't go. Ah! <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, like the parents sitting parents, right, right next yeah. to me. Yes. And I just made them feel, and I've been that person before that's like, hate that person for life because they <laughs> did that when my son you know like let's keep this in perspective and then now i'm like oh my god did i make that person feel that way like i just have to control just being silent and yeah. like not reacting in any way that is audible except for you know all right go, it was not yay. cheering yet like, it was it was it was, it was oh. just mayhem after this game so anyway the championship game is they we, we didn't know when the game was going to be and i had these plans like weeks in advance and all of a sudden we're like, oh, looks like we're going to the game. <laughs> so we're we're trying to go out tomorrow night and get a sitter, and uh, it's a whole big thing now. But we'll see. Who cares? It doesn't what matter. What about your parents? Did you did you reach out to your parents and be like, hey, you want to watch in, the kids tomorrow? They're in like Scotland right now. They're playing like Ireland or Scotland right now. They're on like a trip. You let them go. Man. You let them go out of town close to your anniversary. They're they're like your designated <laughs> kid watchers. I know. We got a card. They sent a card with uh, oh, fifty bucks nice. in it. If I, uh... <laughs> well, that'll cover like an hour and a half of a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this inflation is crazy. Oh man, I I remember stories. I, I never got to enjoy this, but like ten dollar an hour babysitters, those don't yeah. exist anymore. I feel like that's what I was, and now I'm like, now I have to pay you this. Like, oh, what's yeah. what's going on with that? Two spots. I don't know. Pay attention. Maybe we'll think of something a little later, and um, we'll have to make you listen. So. Anyway, I yeah. want I want to hear your thoughts on uh, Aaron and your Jets because you've got all these fat heads behind you on the wall. Like, how all in are you going on Aaron specifically? Sounds what? like Justin. Why is he I, feel like, I feel like Justin has something to say right now. I don't know what that. Was. Well, okay, so we've been doing this podcast for what uh, three years, Larry? Three and a half. Three years. years. Yeah, we're we're closing in on two hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah, and it started out with a Sam Darnold. Fathead back there. I, course, I support I support the Sam Darnold fathead and I had the full I will, body. I, Sam, not... I had the full body Sam yes. Darnold. He had I... a full body, and then he Look, went to the. Zach you guys Wilson ruined Sam Darnold, not the other way around. But we can <laughs> we can circle back to that. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, the Jets kind of ruin everything. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' arm is probably Hopefully not this year. This year. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Look, yeah. Anyway. Zach Wilson was next. I had the Zach Wilson and... fathead. <laughs> You got a good, you got a good fat head now. You know where that is? My daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, mm -hmm. almost eight, almost 20. So yeah, she right. takes, she's like, he's hot. He's in her room right now. Well, they're like the same hot. age. So that's, that's yeah. good. At least. She's, <laughs> yeah. She's, exactly. she's staying in her age bracket. So that's nice. It's just, it's just a disappointing <laughs> everything about Zach Wilson. We're in happy times now. Like yes, that didn't happen. Exactly. We don't even talk about it anymore. Bringing all this Lord stuff. knows bringing... we've talked about it enough, right? I'm telling you. 
Lindsay, do you have a team? I don't. Ooh. I know how weird that is. I totally know how weird it's that not. is. But but I I was not a huge NFL fan growing up. Like my dad was like casually a Raiders fan, and so my brother latched onto that team. But I don't really remember a lot of like Raiders in our house. I remember a lot of Lakers, uh, you know, baseball, Dodgers, Angels, that kind of stuff. But not really so much Raiders. Um, and so I didn't adopt that. And then we didn't have a team in LA for so long. And so I wasn't really on that. Like, this is going to sound crazy, but I really didn't start following the NFL really closely until I started covering it uh, for NFL network. I like yeah. went into that job more as a broadcaster. I'd worked, you know, in uh, covering a bunch of different sports in a bunch of different capacities. And so then mm -hmm. I had to like get up to speed really quickly. And now I've done pretty much nothing but the NFL for the last 15 years or so. And so now that's just like, I live, eat, breathe it. But at that point, when you're like coming in that way, it really makes no sense, journalistically speaking. And I know as an industry, we're kind of moving away from that. But when I came up in the industry, it was like, big J journalism, you are not the story. No one cares what you think, just report the facts, that kind of stuff. And so it didn't make much sense to like establish a bias. You know? So, so no, I haven't. I well, definitely have teams a hundred percent. Right. And I've actually leaned into that in the last few years. Like there are teams that a hundred percent I feel more drawn to and I root for, and I'm, I would never say I'm a fan. I mean, I do jokingly, right? Like I am a, uh, Justin Herbert fan. I joke that I'm the president of the Justin Herbert fan club. And, um, and so I was rooting very hard for the chargers last year, but, but that was more like, I liked what they had kind of started. But I've been big on the lions for the last few years. I'm going to pat myself on the back there. Saw this one coming a few years ago, talked about them a lot. Um, and uh, so I kind of root for like the things that I think are going to happen and root for the storyline and you sure. know what I, yeah. in the build, I'm really huge into roster building, like a total dork. And so like, that's, that's where it kind of came together for the lions. I was like, I love the steps that they're taking. And I think that they're, you know, just getting incrementally better. And I bought into it. And then I started rooting for that to play out the way that I thought it was going to. How many uh, jerseys do you own? None. No, I, that's not true. I own oh. one jersey and it's a Rod Woodson Raiders jersey. Whoa. And it's because I know so random. And it's because when he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he was working at NFL Network. And we did a thing at the network where everybody wore a Rod Woodson jersey of some sort. And you got to pick which of his teams you wanted to represent. And I picked the Raiders as a nod to my brother because he's hardcore Raiders fan. And so I have a Rod Woodson Raiders jersey, and that is my that is my jersey collection. I feel like that is the Scott Fishbowl, like what you got to tell us. What Fish jersey Bowl? Lindsay has? Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. It is right there. Why does she have a Rod Woodson jersey? <laughs> there you go. What what yeah? What's the one jersey she owns? I think like even okay. more than the Y, right? Like because okay. yeah. no one will guess that. People will be like, <laughs> I know. if they even know who I am, they'll be like Justin Herbert or, you know, but <laughs> and even if they went Raiders, knowing how much I uh, like to talk about my brother's passion for that team, they wouldn't guess Rod Woodson. Mm. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So I dig it, too. Let's do this. That's the one, baby. That's what we, we need from you, folks. Let us know. All right. This has been fun. Bye. <laughs> 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 Like, now that we got our SFP thing, yeah, right. <laughs> all right, so, what, what, so let's take it back a little bit. Jeez, you've done a lot of stuff, man. You've re really been grinding for a very long time. And, <laughs> and I know you from NFL Network. You know, I watched your pregnancy, you know, unfold. And that was really... That was Straight time. from New Jersey. He's like... Did she have a big meal or is there something <laughs> there? When were you like, this is what I want to do? You know, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of a convoluted story, but I knew I wanted to go into broadcast journalism from about halfway through high school, I think. Like I grew up doing instead, I didn't do sports and I did youth theater. I was in like youth okay. plays at the local playhouse. And so I thought I was going to be an actress. And then I got to a certain age where I was like, I think I'm a little bit too much of a control freak to be an actress. Like I can't have, this is totally me and, you know, freshman year in high school. I cannot have my entire career depending on whether or not someone thinks that I, you know, my hair isn't blonde enough or it's too blonde or 
I am not hot enough or I'm not, you know what I mean? Like those kinds of things would have driven me crazy. I didn't like the, the lack of control in that right. uh, job. And so I pivoted at the time thinking that I wanted to do something that still felt like the performance element was a part of it, but was a little bit more something that I could control. And so right. broadcast journalism entered my mind at that point. That's not exactly how broadcast journalism is, you know, yeah. but like in my 16 year old brain, that seemed like a very smart pivot. And I was into sports and I figured at the time it felt much more like a niche, you know, like I could right. go after, um, and, uh, a specific, maybe underutilized asset where I wouldn't be, um, competing against as many people as if I wanted to go into like political journalism or something like that, cover the white house or whatever. If I wanted yeah. to do sports, I thought that there would be fewer females that I would be competing with. And wow. at the time that was the case that has certainly changed. Thank God. You yeah. were really smart to think. That yeah. Um, back then. cause I was, I, I, mean, I was, in, I was just a, you want to say dork. I, I don't, <laughs> I had no, I was like the scarecrow back then. I had no brain at all. I was just a complete buffoon. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be like though. You know what I mean? Like there are pros and cons to both. Cause like what, what, what kind of, what kind of person is like planning out their entire career when they're 16, like just chill yeah. out. Go have a beer, Lindsay. Relax. Yeah. No, my wife. My, my wife is exactly the same way. And my yeah. wife made me watch Gilmore Girls a long time ago. This is reminding <laughs> me of that. I'm just saying. I I joke that the high school version of me, and this is a joke. Like, don't get you know that I am the Reese Witherspoon in character in Election minus the affair with the teacher. Like the <laughs> thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> but like the like the annoying levels of precociousness and like i'm eight steps ahead of you like i feel like the heightened version of my personality were, were you the editor the of the school newspaper uh not the not the not the newspaper i was the, the editor year. of the yearbook the yearbook, yeah, multiple yearbook years. Of course you were. yeah, yeah i got an early start so that i could be especially <laughs> no but then i was the i was the sports editor my sophomore year and then also my junior year, but then I was the editor in chief my senior. Year. And did you negotiate the sports editor title? No, I think that the the teacher was like, she is way too serious about this. We need to give her a really big job. Nice. Like no no one else is like asking for more work in high school, right? So you've covered oh, a lot of sports, guys. like a lot of yeah, uh, you, like you did a lot of high school stuff too. That was pretty interesting. Did. Yeah, and actually, you know what's funny? Because I did the high school stuff for Fox Sports West. I worked for Fox Sports West in LA for about six years. I think it was yeah. six years. And that was a, a really fun experience because it was kind of a mishmash of everything. Like every sport in LA. And at the time, Fox Sports West had the rights to all of the pro sports and the Pac-10 at the time. Um, so US UCLA, uh, you know, we had Lakers, Clippers, Angels, Dodgers, uh, US, I said US UCLA, whatever, all the sports. Ducks Was that games. a target of yours or did they come after you? Oh, no, I targeted. Well, I actually interned there when I was in college. Gotcha. And then I went away and I did the small market thing and, you know, like bought the generic brands at the grocery store. And wow. we've, we've, had, we've had James Coe on and yeah. uh, we know we know about the James. Korean cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best he's 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 awesome i love james yes um yeah but yeah so it did so builder thing is what you did well that actually wasn't specifically for that that i was just like that felt like massive big time to to me right oh, yeah, because i'd done you know i did the small market to get the experience and it's a very sad lonely existence if you're not like where you are trying to live. You're just, you're like mentally, you're like, I am here for as long as I have to be here before I can get a job in a bigger market and just move. And, um, I did two of those. I did Yakima tri cities, Washington, and I did, um, Santa Barbara. And I was, once I got to Santa Barbara, I was like, I'm happy to stay here until something opens up in LA. And it's, you know, I love Santa Barbara. It's great. I mean, you're making no money. And I mean, no money. It was like, my first job was seventeen thousand dollars. Seventeen five. Seventeen five was the first salary. You're a full time employee. Seventeen five. That's not no. That's not no money. That's like giving money back. Like uh huh. You're basically paying right. to work. One hundred percent. How old are you at this time? I mean, you're, you got to be. I was who cares? 20, 22, 23. Yeah, I mean, it does money. That's like still. That's that's a kind of a lot of money when you're twenty two, isn't it? No. Well, it's, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's, you enjoy you're making enough money to live in. I mean, if you're lucky, the small market is small enough that you can actually afford rent. Um, and so I did, it's like a 
$400 apartment, you know, or whatever a month. Right. And then, but, but it's like at the end of the month, you're like, can I afford to, to get a, a coffee or do I have to make it at home? Like that kind of stuff is you're <laughs> like balancing it out. And you're like, can I afford to buy the cereal or do I need to get the generic version of the cereal? Which I actually think is a really good life experience. You know, like the, the moving expenses are what actually crushed because you, I had to, you know, rent a U-Haul and then drive and pay for the gas and all that kind of stuff. And uh, didn't get a moving stipend or at least not a moving stipend that actually covered my moving expenses. So I'd right. put that on my credit card. And so now I'm in a hole. And then you're not making enough money to actually get out of the hole. So so in some ways, you kind of were paying to work for them. But I tell people now, from an advice standpoint, to make those early career decisions as much as people can with uh, experience in mind, as much as they can financially afford to or get away with financially, make your decisions based on what's going to get you the most experience the quickest. Because I think that this is a business broadcasting where it's just all, it's all about reps. You just have to do it and 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 do it. And then you get better so much faster uh, the more that you're doing it. And so if you can go somewhere where they will, where they say, yes, you can be on our ABC affiliate turning packages or, you know, anchoring a sports cast every night, like you're going to suck. And the, thank God back then, back then there wasn't like YouTube or social media clips that I, you know, I cringe at the thought of anyone seeing my work from back then. <laughs> oh, you guys so bad. So bad, especially since, and you can probably see the personality that I had at the time that was so control freaky. Like that's the worst thing for this. Like you have you to be. Rehearse everything? Were you like that rehearsing like in the mirror at home? This is going to be my. No, persona. no, I wasn't that. But I understand the question because that is the person I've described to you. Yes, I wasn't that, but I, I was very, and um, only until recently have kind of let go of this a little bit. I've been very like, okay, if it's going to be a thirty second story, I'm going to write the, the most perfect thirty seconds. And it, you know, it's been like mm-hmm. way too long working on that. And that even went through Total Access because Total Access is at NFL Network. It's an hour show, and you spend all day long getting ready for the hour show. But it has a rundown, and the rundown is like. Like it's timed. So it's 20 seconds on a two shot for a hello. And then it's a 15 second VO of Aaron Rodgers on the practice field at Jets camp to a soundbite that's 30 seconds long. And we know exactly what the soundbite is to a graphic that's supposed to be 20 seconds long that shows his stats in his last year with Green Bay compared to, you know, previously in his career in Green Bay. And then to a three shot where you're going to have a conversation about uh, whether it's going to be different for him or how different is it going to be for him in New York. And that is supposed to be a minute and a half. And there's two people that are slated (laughs) to talk. So the problem, not the problem, but the, the, with those shows is that they're so timed to the, to the second. And I have always been like nerdily. So like how much content can I get the audience how much value can I give them in this right. 15 seconds? I don't want to waste their time. And so I want to get out as much information as will benefit them in this hour without like humming and hawing and not knowing what I want to say or where I want to go next. And so I spent a lot of time, like I, I wrote all my own scripts, but I wrote those scripts. So that whole show was for the most part, everything that I said that mm-hmm. wasn't part of just a three shot conversation was scripted and then my job was to just deliver it as deliver if it, it wasn't yeah. scripted but I scripted it so right. I think that's a lot of the uh, misunderstanding that people have about teleprompter not all the time sometimes people are just reading a teleprompter like uh-huh. in my case I was like again going back to the control freak person I was like no no, no nobody else is going to make me say something dumb if I'm going to say something dumb it's because because I something dumb you know what I mean <laughs> you write your own jokes <laughs> yeah well, that's been the fun part since Total Access is like, uh, you know, because I, I had always done shows like that my whole career that are kind of formatted and structured yeah. for time. And it's been great doing radio and doing the DirecTV Fantasy Zone show where you're just on for, you know, seven and a half hours just talking. And mm-hmm. there is no format. You have no idea where it's going to go. And you just kind of have to talk. And like, and I, for me, again, as I said earlier, growing up in an era of like big J journalism, where I was like, I kind of approached my career more like a journalist than 
um, any kind of, I, I feel like now it's all a mix. Everyone is a host slash analyst slash opinionator slash it's like, it's you have to be all the things. It's talking <laughs> head era, so it is. Well, yeah, kind of, or yeah, like different. It kind of is like journalism on TV journalism has turned into, you yes. know, people going back yes. and forth and arguing a little bit and yes, and having conversations rather than just delivering straightforward, which is, right. you know, we, we all want to feel like we're hanging out with friends and watching friends. Yep. So that's the kind of thing that it's turned into anyway. And there are different ways to do that because in some cases it's like, it's still manipulated, even though it's like there are authentic ways to have a conversation. And then there are conversations that feel manipulated, like the whole uh, hot take debate type thing. Oh. You know, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can feel the inauthentic inauthenticity in that. Right. Like I think uh, I can. Well, well beforehand they're just like, all right, I'll take this side. You take that side. All right. Exactly. This will be good TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And you're just like, do, do they think we don't know? <laughs> you know, good for, for sure. Hey man, can you get enough negative for this guy? <laughs> I only got two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That doesn't that doesn't get me going. Having fake conversations, like there's too much to really talk about. You know, mm -hmm. right. there's too Rather much. Than just generating clicks. Yeah. Totally. I mean, well, you guys know, like in fantasy, there's. There's so many di different directions you could go with every single team. You could, you know, you're having conversations about like the number three wide receiver and that's, there's so much to really unpack that is, yeah. I think, legitimately interesting to me. I've never understood why people do the stuff that I'm like, th there are conversations that I have definitely participated in on TV that I'm like, I am not interested in the answer to this question. You know, like, is this, is this a conversation people are actually having or are we just, you know what I mean? Like, is this quarterback better than this quarterback? And I know sometimes that that's a barroom type of conversation that people like having, but I'm like, how many times do we have to have it? Like yeah. what? Most people at this point have their, everyone has their own fantasy football team. And I just feel like everyone just wants to hear fantasy related advice all the time because it all yeah. applies to just regular stuff anyway, you know? I agree because you you use real world football analysis to get to the fantasy take. You know, yeah. it all kind of it's not like you're just living in a world where you're like, well, this guy's going to score 19 points and that guy's going to score 18. But like, that's not what we're talking about. You know, you're talking right. about matchups. You're talking about usage within an offense. You're talking about talent evaluation. Like it all yep. comes back to that. I think that's part of the reason that I really like fantasy so much is because it kind of it 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 checks a lot of different boxes from yeah. a football conversation standpoint and and i mean part of the reason that i even got into fantasy in the first place because as i told you i was kind of late to the nfl game was to learn the rosters and there's no better way to yeah. understand every offensive piece now unless you play idp it, kind of get, <laughs> like what's happening on the defensive side can kind of go like way over your head yeah. you're like oh there are other people on the field i mean there's no better way to fully understand who all the offensive pieces are and how they're being utilized than by diving deep into fantasy not just fantasy football fantasy sports and all i mean i was a huge fantasy baseball guy for a, a COVID kind of killed fantasy baseball for me for some reason. And I just went all in on football. It was just all in well, on football. Well, that's about the time we started. We started this yeah, right before COVID. Right. And so right once, once COVID yeah. hit, we were all like all in on this podcast. Yeah, well, yeah we were all in. And yeah. um, but, but to the point we were talking about with baseball, we had relievers and and you know every pitching staff, you know, the middle relievers, you because yeah. we had all you know, just the, based on the settings in our leagues, you I could talk any level of baseball with any person that likes baseball, every, every single person on their team, I would have, I would know about, you know, like when like Sonny Gray was traded to the Yanks, my father-in-law was like, Hey, Sonny Gray. And I was like, ah, oh, he sucks. You know, he sucks. When he won the Yankees. <laughs> I haven't done fantasy baseball since I stopped covering baseball. Oh, I, there you go. just felt like too much, too much on my plate. Yeah. Football is great because you're setting lineups like two or three times a week, whatever. <laughs> And then you can take it easy. You can just look at your team. You don't have to stress about it every day at 5.30. Yes. Like whenever, when games are tipping off or whatever. Not well, in the way that you do with baseball. Yeah. But right. Like, the baseball's a but, grind. But there is still a calendar. 
in football, right? Like if you have X number of leagues, like if you go more than just like a couple of, you know, uh, friend leagues or whatever, then yeah. like Tuesday nights become a grind. You're still watching on Monday and maybe making some moves, certainly Sunday, Saturday. Like I feel like it, it does. It's just like the, the regular NFL calendar when people are like, Oh, what do you do during the off season? And I'm like, there's no off season. The hell, the there's like, season? Yeah. there's like four weeks in, you know, June to July, like maybe that where it really dies down. But I mean, the, the NFL has structured their calendar in such a smart way. I mean, yeah. I'll criticize the NFL where criticism is warranted, but man, they nailed, they nailed the calendar because it's just constantly like moving from one oh, yeah. big event to another one, to another one, like Super you've got Bowl, free agency Bowl, rolling in combine, totally. You know, yep, East West Shrine, uh, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, yep. it's draft up. OTAs. Yep, yep. rookie mini camps prior yeah. to that, and then real mini camps. Now they're all in the field. And like, after the draft, yeah, you know everybody. Yeah. You know, it's our first life time. Story. <laughs> this this <laughs> is my favorite time of year. I say that sarcastically because it's it's slow mo season. It's on all the season. social media yeah. it's it's hey you guys want to see what aaron Rodgers to garrett wilson looks like yeah. spiral Slow in the up. air tight <laughs> whoa he jumped he caught it it's gonna be so pretty you guys it's gonna be so good like Dude. but 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 it's not just garrett wilson's probably a bad example because it's gonna be like Justin Herbert to Quentin Johnston. And everyone's going to go, oh, my God, did you see that catch? That one that was in slow motion on air. Um, We need to move him up the draft board. Like, that's, you, that's what time of year this is. I'll, 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 I'll mix in a little fantasy here. Any rookies that kind of pique your interest this year? I mean, you just mentioned Quentin Johnston. But um... uh, ga, ga, ga. the I feel like it's this year's class is a weird class because – we're still uh, dealing with the COVID stuff. It's like the aftermath where everyone's in, everyone's 25 years old. And yeah, there is some of that. We do have some old rookies. So, in terms of like a rookie dynasty draft, I feel like the first five picks for me are probably pretty easy. Um, and it's obviously Bijan. Bijan's going to go number one in everyone's in everyone's leagues, right? Like almost uh, everyone's league. Almost. I got him in 102 twice. What? Why? <laughs> who took who? We play Superflex. Okay. Okay. And these got it. Yeah, so all, yeah. Richardson went one. Yeah. Right. Got it. Right, okay. Yeah. So okay. So but that's uh, yeah. But that's a super flex. I know. So in, in any non super flex format, then it's clearly going to be Bijan, and then I think it's clearly going to be Jameer Gibbs, and then I think you're looking at some combination of the two wide receivers, probably uh, Jason or Addison. Ah, um, I like that you flip flop both of those guys. They're they're um, interchangeable. You think? I well, I I think I like Addison more than I like Jason because I feel like Ooh, I love the, it. The <laughs> I'm in on that. I'm all about that. <laughs> here's here's why. So first and foremost, I think we're overvaluing all of these rookie wide receivers. Oh, I feel this the year. same way. Hundred percent. Their ADPs are higher than the rookie wide receivers for the from the last few years. And in the last few years, we've had number ones coming out, right? Like I not can't. all of them, but we've had number ones. This is not a class full of number ones. And I keep saying this over and over again to the point where I'm a little bit embarrassed that I keep quoting the exact same quote. But Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl, the Senior Bowl director, was doing a podcast right before the draft. And he just paraphrased it in such a way that I was like, that is the framing I needed to put in my head. He said, this is a year full of threes and fours at the wide receiver position. This is not a year. We're, we're now ranking in a group that includes a lot of threes and fours. We're ranking them from one to whatever. Yeah. It's not Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and those guys. Those guys aren't in this class. Right. So who knows if one of these guys comes out of nowhere and they turn into that guy, right? But like right now, that's not what we're expecting. That's not what the evaluation was. So that in mind, JSN, Addison, these are like complimentary guys. I think that both of them, I went into the draft thinking their best case scenario upside was like an Amon or St. Brown situation where they just go to the right offense where there's a ton of opportunity for them and they can like operate out of the slot and just be that guy that's not a traditional alpha, you know, on the sideline. Like they just aren't those guys, but the right situation could still be very good for them in their career, but they're not your traditional 
you know, number one, like a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. And then Jason goes to Seattle where he slots in as the number three. And that's Earth not to say that he won't. Things, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that next year they won't move on from Lockett and he won't move up the depth chart and his opportunities won't be totally great. But again, still framing this as they're evaluating him as a, in a perfect world, he's really good number three, right? Like, so I'm kind of not, I don't love the landing spot in that sense. Cause I just don't think there's an, a, enough footballs to go around. And now we're projecting what we think might happen down the road from a roster standpoint, which is part of what we do in fantasy anyway. So I'm not saying there's no value to that, but it's uncertain. Addison to me went to one of the best situations that a wide receiver could go to as Justin Jefferson's number two. And to me, I thought that was their number one priority in the draft was to get a wide receiver that could be that guy mm. because people were talking about them getting a quarterback. I was like, they have five draft spots and they can't punt the season because they're in a, a winnable division now. Right. So, right. so you need to fill the holes that you have so that you can be competitive and potentially win the division, go to the playoffs and then anything could happen. So the number one glaring need for them to me was to get somebody who could make Justin Jefferson better, who could free him up. And then secondarily, you know, we'll get looks because Justin Jefferson's drawing a bunch of defensive coverage. So um, just in terms of situation, I like Jordan Addison's situation very, very much mm. from a fantasy and real world situation uh, standpoint. No um, Hawkinson, and, like Hawkinson getting in the way at all? No, yeah, no. I mean, there are teams that support – yeah, a wide receiver two with a with a tight end and a wide receiver one can still be fantasy relevant. Yeah. I don't think that a tight end gets in the way in a, on a team that's going to throw five hundred fifty to six hundred times. There's plenty of targets to go around with the hundred and sixty to Jefferson, and then you know one hundred and twenty each to Hawk and Addison. I don't think Addison gets quite to one hundred twenty this year as a rook, but I mean, there's targets still there. Yeah, I think if we think saw one hundred, hundred and ten targets to Addison this year, it would be a successful season because that means he catches probably 70 balls. I don't think it's, again, it's all relative, right? Like I'm not projecting anybody to be the big right. like, smash guy. You don't know. Like Justin Jefferson was the, like the 10th or 11th pick in his rookie draft. Right. Rager was Jalen Rager was going before him in, in a number of places in dynasty rookie drafts. Yeah. Dynasty rookie drafts. Super flex. I'm talking about that went well, that went yeah. well. The one I'm maybe the most <laughs> excited about is Anthony Richardson though. Like I, I think in a dynasty draft in per I mean in a, in particular dynasty rookie draft to get Anthony Richardson is I I love that pick. I love it. I think he has a path to pretty early on put up really solid fantasy numbers even if he's not a solid quarterback. We've right. seen that before. Like we saw it we saw it with Jalen before he was a good quarterback, right? Like before last year, I had Jalen on my dynasty team, and I was really excited about him because at the end of the, the year before, he was putting up really solid fantasy numbers. The question was, is it a bad investment because are they going to replace him halfway through the season? Because they're not totally sold on whether or not he's a franchise quarterback or not. Are they going to pull him off the field because he's just not cutting it in a real-world football standpoint? And are they going to replace him with Gardner Minshew halfway down? Like, this was a conversation we were having at this point last year. Now it seems silly. How close were you to trading him? Never. 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 No, my team is so bad. The dynasty team that I have is so bad, you guys. This is a – and I have to make sure my husband's not here. Uh, Mm. So the first year that we did this league, uh, Michael Fabiano, who I do my radio show with, he sure. started this dynasty league. Okay. And um, it just started up like three or four years ago. It's a pretty newish one. And it was sure. the first dynasty league I'd ever done. And we, he invited like my, my husband and I, like Matt and I, we were going to co-manage the team. Uh, n- no, you can't co-manage <laughs> a fantasy football team. Like this is just not a doable thing. As a GM, it's- that's two GMs right there. Totally. And in this particular case, two GMs with different strategic approaches oh. and, um, and, but you want like everything to be fine. Cause you're married to the person, you know, mm. so you have to make them feel smart as much as possible. You don't want to like undercut them and they're mm. stre- anyway, all of this is a very long winded way of saying that 
we took Michael Thomas with like the third overall pick that year. And it was the year when that wasn't a bad pick. It no, just right, turned right. out to be a bad pick. Like in terms of like wide receivers. He's coming off like 1,600 or 1,700 yep. yards or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he was like, I just think that this is the one. And I mean, we oh, passed up on running okay. backs, you guys. And I just, um, it, mm. it just hurts. And there's, and he immediately got hurt and missed every game since then. Right. Uh, like, I mean, like we haven't seen Michael Thomas on the team. And that's still, how we started our build. You so, still hold it against him too. Little bit. Yeah. But I don't, I just <laughs> only in such a way that I talk shit about him behind his back on radio and podcasts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not to his face. To his face, so, I think uh, it's a sensitive subject. Yeah, somebody <laughs> probably would. Well, Are you guys still co-managing that team? No, 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 no. No, you took, um, you took over and kicked him out. You're like, okay. Yeah, I think every once in a while we talk about it like uh as if we are still invested in it together, but we're not. We're not co-managing. <laughs> You're like, you don't even have the login anymore, okay? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Where did that team go? I, I'm not seeing it on my app anymore. <laughs> How many leagues are you in anyway? Um, I think I did like 10 that I managed. You know, there's like the best ball teams and stuff like yeah, that. But I think that there were, I, I, I don't even remember. It's not as much, I mean, it's nothing compared to, you know, most of the fantasy people that I talk to, but I just can't do, No, I can't yeah. manage more than that during the season. And I start, I kind of start to feel like it waters the experience down a little bit. Like part of it is fun to just make the moves and do the when, research and when stuff. When every part guy that scores, is, you're into it. You're like every guy that scores, I, I got, I got him somewhere. I got them somewhere or the opponent that I'm playing has them somewhere, you know? Yeah, so right. it's like everyone helps and hurts you at the same time. So that nothing's exciting unless mm. you just get to Sunday night or Monday night and you look at your teams and you go, what do I need? And then you can root for a specific that's investment. It, that's really when it's exciting. Cause like on Thursday or on, at Sunday at one o'clock, it's like, just, just score. Everybody score. We'll, we'll figure it out later today. And I'm a yeah. score watcher. You know, I, I think I played 13 leagues last year and I like to check my scores and I find myself yeah. like, crap, there goes Tyreek. Yeah, there goes Tyreek. You know, like it, it's just, <laughs> weird, you know, so I don't even know. And that, and that actually is, uh, that's a good point. I don't even know who my opponents are playing. Like I'm not, I don't <laughs> yeah, have I the bandwidth to actually look at their teams too, you know? Agreed. So across the board, un- unless it gets to Sunday night, Monday night, I'm not even knowing who I'm rooting against. There's just no, I don't care. I'm just mm-hmm. uh, in my head. I'm like, oh, I have that guy somewhere, right? Like, I don't, I don't remember where, but I have him, and so that's great. Or, or what you end up doing is being most invested in the, the waiver wire type guys, like the decisions okay. that you're making on a week to week basis that feel a little bit more on the bubble. And that's because you're getting those guys everywhere. If you're pulling them up the waiver wire, you're like, I'm grabbing this guy in seven <laughs> leagues. Yep, wherever like, I can. Noah Brown was my guy last year, and I had him everywhere. And he Noah had a little Brown. run there when there were a bunch of injuries <laughs> and, and actually scored points. And I was like, my man Noah. I mean, he was it was the weirdest thing. Like, I don't I have like 80% ownership on him right now. And it's just because nobody any else is grabbing Titans, him. Tight ends, like mine was mine time. was Greg Dorch in oh, the beginning of the year. I was I had I had, I, had too. I had tons of Greg Dorch off the waiver wire and he was just crushing. I was like he don't was. come back guys. Don't come back. Nobody else. I just want I Dorch looking, the rest of the way. I had to drop a player a little bit ago to to draft and I was like I just can't do it. I can't draw I cannot drop the Greg Dorch. Well, I mean he's just going to have to sit there for a little bit. Well, who's okay, so let's talk about it. Who's the wide receiver 3 for Arizona? Who's the Who wide receiver 2? Fucking two? knows. And do you even want that person? Right like <laughs> I mean, yeah. so to a degree, like at the beginning of the year last year when all of this was happening and D-Hop is out and you've still got Kyler and I'm not a big Kyler person, but at least like he can move the ball and he can help us out from a fantasy standpoint. Um, so you're, you kind of knew where it was going to go when there was fantasy value. Uh, I don't know about that offense this year because I mean, yeah. uh, when is he coming back? And then is he coming back? Like, Ooh. is he? I mean... I just, I just tend to think that they are not going to be in a position to be highly motivated to put him back on the field to give them a, an advantage to win games, right? Like, they're better off as a franchise, and I'm not saying they would tank, sure. but they're better off as a franchise if they don't win those games down the stretch. They are positioned to, I mean, they're positioned to go get Caleb, in there's my opinion. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people saying that, and... And Marvin. I mean, 
right? Like they can get both. (laughs) I mean, I'm, but like, seriously, and I would do it if I was them, if I could find a taker for Kyler, I think that's a really smart build. I mean, he's got a terrible contract though. I mean, yeah. In the NFL, this right now, that, that might be tough, you know, because of coming off of injury, coming off of all the, the rumors and everything. And that is, that is their, that is where they're invested uh, or incentivized to put him on the field. Mm. Right. Because they showcase him, whatever. Yeah. Just be like, look, he's fine. Look what he can do. Remember, he he's good enough for you guys, right? He's good enough. Like, you know, I don't know. That's a tough spot. Because I, if I were them, I would want to just restart the clock on the contract. Like, if I could take Caleb, and this is not a knock. And again, I said I'm not a huge Kyler person, but it this doesn't have to be specifically about Kyler. It could just be about. We're rebuilding. What we are sense. bad. Yeah. I would rather be on a rookie contract for five years, right? Mm-hmm. And then build on that. If I could get a guy that I was pretty confident was going to be at least as good and probably better. So I was assuming Rondell Moore was the wide receiver two when I mentioned the wide receiver three. Greg Dorcher, the rookie, was that what was his name Michael Wilson? So yeah, who knows? I can't. I can't assume anything about Rondell Moore. I mean, if he's the wide receiver two catching five balls at the at two yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Is that really a wide receiver too? Like, mm. He might get more targets, but they're not going anywhere. I know. What do you do with Zach Ertz this year? That's my question. Cause he's Is so he, when's he going to play? You know, he's got his own tour. Well, he had like that secret knee injury that no one wanted to talk about. And I don't know. I saw him walking pretty good. Uh, I feel a- like he's a guy that, is going to sneak up on us a little bit this year. I have this like sneaking suspicion that we've Last round off a little bit too guy. soon. Like, I think we're just down on the offense in general. We didn't see him at the end of the year last year. So it's kind of like, eh, who's his quarterback. But I think that if you don't have a good quarterback, the best person to have is probably the tight end, <laughs> right? Like yeah. just go get that security blanket. Like for when it all, you know, goes to hell in a handbasket, nobody can get open. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be just like, it'll probably dump be it down October. To late October, early November before he sees the field coming off the ACL MCL tear. So that's not great. That's yeah. not great. I have, it, it is great for my dynasty squad. Cause I got Trey McBride in one of the later rounds of my rookie draft. Yeah, you last may year. just steal that job. I'm, oh I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. You mentioned dynasty. You mentioned best ball earlier. We, we like to do a little segment that we call what's your fantasy. <laughs> he, that was beautiful. Yeah, he he's been uh, working on the Room? pipes. Lessons lessons on Monday nights. Were you in chorus? <laughs> Is that how the West how the West says choir? <laughs> no, down chorus. Here it's like that up here choir. Too. No, it's chorus. you know what the, it's chorus in the Northeast. Is it chorus? I feel like yeah. we had. That's an interest. I've never thought about that. I've never thought Regional, about. Did we have yeah. chorus and choir? Are they Wait, two different things? Is it we, just a colloquial? No. no? Choirs not choirs on. I mean, I maybe there's a, maybe there are church choirs or something, but school wise, you like it was chorus. Was. You go to a, it's chorus, C H O R U S. I presume that's what ours <laughs> was. That is, that, well done. Yep, on to scripts for you, buddy. Hey, <laughs> you're ready. You're ready. So uh, wait a minute. Sense. We didn't get the the question answered. No. Uh-uh, sorry, I sidetracked us. Thing. We got sidetracked. So yeah, what what is your fantasy? What what what's your favorite? Format to play. Do you like best ball, just, dynasty? Redraft, I, I was like, whatever. whoa, that's broad. Like, I where know, are we I going? We, What's we my wanna, fantasy? We, keep this. we may have the <laughs> yes. next to our thing, but this is I not know. that kind of show. We might be. Okay. Folks might be listening. I know. I don't know what's here. behind the other side of the the camera here. There could be like a whole <laughs> thing going on. You know, on the other side of this wall, you don't know. <laughs> um, so the uh, okay, so format. Like, what's my favorite? Sure. Yeah, what do you like to is play? That- What's your preference? Um, I like, like, a, like a redraft or a dynasty or a best ball or a DFS or Devi. Yeah, like, there's a lot without of being, here. without being like, I don't want to, I don't want to answer this way, but I honestly, I, I like them all very much for very different reasons. And I like the, the um, diversity that it kind of brings to the season. I like attacking it in different ways and using yeah. the information and my research to do different things. I, very much i fell in love with dfs a couple of years ago i like that it's i I love the ability to rebuild a team every week you know and take what you think you know about that week and also the way that it forces you to find guys that are a little bit more under the radar and put some guesswork into it yeah and 
because that's one of the things I like the most about it is the ability to feel like, like I nailed that call and I saw something that I don't think a lot of other people saw. And so I think DFS gives you the opportunity to build that way. Redraft to a certain degree, you're kind of hamstrung with what you did a few months ago. Those so are roots. They're, Those are everybody's roots, you know, the redraft, redraft yeah. roots. And I do I, love the, and I love the redraft and I very much like the, the dynasty. I like it less because my team has sucked and well, I've been playing catch up since Michael is. Thomas. What? Yeah. There, there's one solution. More yes. leagues. That's what? what I was about to say. Get more dynasty dynasty league. League. That's true. That's true. That's all you need. And then you have true. some shitty ones and some like, yeah, I'm going to win this mug. Yeah. We that might, we have a, a listener league that you might be able, uh, we might have a spot <laughs> for you if you're interested. <laughs> Why don't, why don't we tell the listeners real quick before we get back to Lindsay's fantasy about our listener league, Larry? Uh, well, well, we're in the we're in. The, okay, should we, do we want to tell them the behind the scenes chatter, or do you want to talk about you know what we're supposed to talk about? Let's talk about what we're supposed to talk about. Oh. We have more to talk about. I, I, we might be moving that other direction. We'll see. But uh, we still have two <laughs> spots in the listener league to fill out uh, to make this third copy of our fourteen team by three listener league. So we, right now we have uh, two copy, 28 teams. We're, we're getting two more spots to make this a 42-team, three-copy league. So uh, hit us up, me or Larry, at FFLarryMonkey or at RunDFF, mm. if you want in on this joint. And guess what? Yeah. If it doesn't happen this week, we're turning it into a regular draft. <laughs> Boom! There, Larry, one, just a one private league, not associated with the copy. That's so sad. That's so sad. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Uh, yeah. So uh, this, that's what's going to happen. I love it, man. Let's just do. Let's get into a fresh startup. This is going to be amazing. A Larry, startup. you can do startups. I like. I like copies. I like trade yeah, partners. We have, we have a two copy startups league. for startups for one one time. We have a two copies copy league. It's fourteen teams, Lindsay. It's it's perfect. We have a great. <laughs> you guys are scaling league. scaling this idea. Yes. That's what we're turning this into a, it's, its own startup league. And obviously you are invited anyway, <laughs> get, getting into that. So it, it, you know, we're, we're the 14 team tight end premium, super flex crowd, no mm. kicker, no D just yeah, like get rid of 11 them. starters. Tote. At least I like 12 team. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I like, I like 12 team more than 14. 10 is not enough make people do some work, right? Uh, I, I think 12 is kind of the sweet spot there. 14, it can it can dry up a little, a little fast. Yeah, that makes, like. you know, gives you a little, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what we like. <laughs> yeah. It, no, 14 teams are, yeah, that, they're, 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 le- they're legit. You have to, you have to make moves. You have to trade. You got to need to mix it up a little bit. I don't know that I'm a good trader. Oh. That's, see, 14 teams. i 14 teamer is where the Greg Dorches of the world come in handy. Totally. But uh, what I have a tendency to do is like you said, Justin, making that decision when you have to like cut somebody, I have a really hard time cutting Hmm. bait. Like I can do an either or on my roster, but if it's like, okay, get rid of this person for this person, like most trades are going to be like, there's pros and cons to both of them. And I just have this massive, like, under, like, feeling of I'm going to make the wrong move and that my guy's going to blow up. Or, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm not a good trader. And Fabs is in, Fabs is like the commissioner of pretty much every league that I do. And he is a trader. Like, that's all he loves to do. I feel all like right. that's, that's his second job. And he's constantly attacking people with trades. Mm. And, um, and I am just like full on heisening him. Well, right. what you need to do is you, I mean, honestly, you need to like, as a guide, we, use, we, we talk about the trade calculator sometimes. And a lot of people are just like, Oh, the trade calculator, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the, there are some that exists that if you, you just like the DTC, we've had uh, Izzy Alcafez, the guy that invented the, the dynasty trade calculator. That's a great service provides rankings and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. It's amazing. And then you have the DLF uh, trade find. There's all places that where you where you can get a use like a trade as a guide. Like the calculator helps you out as to whether or not this, it's, yeah, it's a tool it's to a help tool. just to help you do a ballpark estimate as to you know. But you guys you know, know a big part of this whole thing is that you are drafting based on the narrative you believe in. 
Yes. Right. It's not just about the numbers or it's like, uh, this person has opportunity and this person has opportunity going into the season. And this is the one that I believe in. And I, that, that is one of my big fantasy things in the last couple of years, because I have not just with Michael Thomas, but I have been in situations where I'm like, I don't want that guy this year. You know, like I don't necessarily believe in that so much, especially at this ADP. And so I don't want him. And then he's there four picks later than he was supposed to go or like half a round later than he was supposed to go. And I'm like, okay, fine. He's fine. He's still there. I'll fucking take it. Yeah. And then I, and then I have immediate regret. And then if he underperforms, I'm, I hate myself for the whole season. I hate the team because I'm like, I didn't even want that guy and he sucks. (laughs) And I knew he sucked, you know? So I have a new rule having done that and learned that lesson the hard way that I will not do that. I mean, we're talking like you have to drop way further than your ADP for it to make sense to me. I am not going to go, well, this guy was supposed to go four and now I didn't want him there, but now I'm at nine and he's still there. And so maybe I should take him because everyone else, like, I think we tend to get swept up in the rankings and the everyone else, uh, their evaluation. And I, I have become much stronger in, Nope. I will let someone else roll that dice. And this was, this was me last year with Saquon Saquon. I was like, I don't want any part of Saquon. I won't draft Saquon. I will have zero shares of Saquon. That's not going to happen for me. And it's not me guessing he's going to fail. It's me not knowing he's going to succeed. And I could see as many paths to him failing as succeeding last year. And as high as he was going, I wasn't going to take him. I needed more certainty at that point in the draft. So I went into every draft saying he can fall to whoever else. Someone else can take that chance. And I'm totally happy if it hits for them, but I'm going to take someone else in this range that I am confident is going to hit. And then I'm fine if they don't, because that was my belief, you know? When are you yes, thinking see, about uh, Anthony Richardson in a, in, a, in a, your you know, your regular redrafts, one QB, like wh- where are you, where are you taking him? One QB. I mean, I don't know what, I mean, what your preference is Superflex or one QB. I'm just trying to like, I like one QB. I like one QB primarily. I like having a Superflex. You know, I like doing like a Scott Fishbowl where you're building in that way. And maybe another league. I like having a couple of Superflexes, but I don't like to be inundated with Superflexes. I like having more of a traditional roster. Right. Um, and I like having deep benches. This is another one of my pet peeves. I play in at least one league where it's five bench spots and I hate it. I hate it because I think it benefits the person who's not paying attention because everyone's available on waivers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so some Jackie is like halfway paying attention to their squad and there are plenty of options for them on waivers. And I okay. want to be able to scoop them all up. So I'm making a sleeper league and it's going to be I'm like a like a town, like dads, whatever, all the uh, So my daughter plays softball and soccer, and most of all, the kids do both sports. So I'm, we, it, it's been amazing. I've talked about it before. Like, we just met all these great parents, and we hang out, and they love to party. We like to party. We like to entertain. Like, we're, we're, we're a party like house. The party. Yeah. So we met folks that are just are into the same thing. And I'm just like, well, let's, we're doing a fantasy league. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. I'm setting up this sleeper league today and I see the bench spot requirement and it's, it, it was the default was five and I just left it there. So how, how, how deep should I go? Ooh, let me pull up some of my, some of my leagues. How many starters are you going to have Larry? I'm having 11 starters. We're, we're going, we're going balls oh, out. Why not? Okay. Wait, quarterback running backs, literally nine, three wide receivers, super flex, tight end. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the nine is this nine is the standard. Like if you go one QB, two running backs, two or three wide receivers, and either a flex or the third wide receiver. Okay. So tight end, kicker defense. That's nine. Okay. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take some home league advice here. So you shouldn't, you think I should reduce the 11 starters to nine? How hardcore are the people that you're playing with? Down no, down. I don't. A little more casual, right? They're well, if cash. they're just friends from around town, you yeah, should probably bet little, on them being wide receiver, wide casual. receiver. Hold on. I, don't, I, I'm a visual person, so I need sure. to see this. Um, I, I don't, I like multiple flexes though. So one, two, three, four, five, counting on a show. That's good radio. Oh, I was going to go one, seven, two, eight. two. Our, our, our listeners really need to learn to count. So go ahead. Well, I will, I will do one. I, my, my plan was, and correct me if I, if you feel like I should change it around one quarterback, 
mm-hmm. two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, mm-hmm. one super flex. Okay. And then it was going to be whatever makes 11 starters. After two that, more super like flexes or two flexes. more flexes, Just two more flexes, flexes. And, a tight, and a kicker defense. Are you doing kicker? No, defense no kicker defense. No, okay. No. Well, then just oh, that's, that's a lot of flexes. flexes. Just do two more flexes, Larry. Yeah, I actually like that. And then because you have so many flex spots, that that that's eats into the waivers. Three, four, five, six. That's eight starters, and then do a six or seven man bench because you're not doing kickers or defenses. So okay. Because like okay, so eight the standard, starters though. I just I have a hard time even saying that out loud. Well, eight you, starters. Well, I'm generally sure. nine is the standard on on most redrafts, and that includes a kicker and a defense. Yeah. yeah. So you have seven position, like seven players, including your QB. And I'm this looking one you at one. Oh, I feel like if you if I'm looking at one here where I have six bench spots, and I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, and right. this Without isn't even a defense, multiple flex, think- but it has three wide receivers and. Yeah. Than a flex, and I feel like I didn't hate this one. It's the and and you have to have IR spots. Oh, I I, I maxed out the IR. Okay, I'm a big yeah, fan of IR spots as well. I think like eight, eight with six or seven with eight spot. starters, huh? Well, remember two running back, two quarterback, or two running back, two wide receiver, a tight end, and then a super flex. Two oh, so mm-hmm. how about nine starters, two flexes? Yeah, I guess do nine. I'll just do nine. Make it nine, yeah. I That's still mean, three flexes, right? That's a super flex and two flexes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. All right. That's a lot with maybe six bench. So uh, that makes what, it a fifteen I'm, round draft. You got fifteen. I yeah. think that's doable. I think that's doable. Okay. That's not too deep. I'm that's making tight deep. ends though one point seven five with a point two five first down bonus. Oh boy, here Yay. we go. Everybody's. <laughs> gonna be- I'm not. I'm, oh. That's non negotiable. I'm not Larry, oh, you're playing with a bunch of casual friends from around the neighborhood. Well, so, no. I'm going to tell them exactly what tight ends are worth. So I, I feel I'm not making a. I'm not going to make Larry. A, stop making it the the hot sauce listener league yeah. scoring settings. Okay. Yeah. Calm it down. Redraft yep. is not meant for that. Unless Rain you're in, in an eliminator oh, or yeah. Scott Fishbowl, right where they just like crazy ass shit. Yeah. I know you. Keep it simple. You and the want. super flex will be enough of a simple, twist for it? a lot of these people. I know. Lying. Yeah. Right, right, right. Tight end premium. Yeah, but you're oh my God, they're you tight end premium. It's they're not going to know what that means. And then you yeah. have a massive advantage and it's unfair. No, or someone's going to be like tight end, tight end premium. Travis Kelsey 1.01. And you're going to be like, no, dude, no, it was not that premium. Oh my God. You're killing me. Both of you. I've, Sorry. Well, that's because that's because we're trying to remind you that your friends aren't the same degenerates well, that you I talk to on the internet yeah. every day. I'm yeah, happy and you want them to still be your friends. <laughs> I'm happy. Maybe. That I brought it up. Hey, your wife. Your wife wants them to still be friends. You may not want them to still be friends, but your wife wants them to be able to come around for the barbecue and the pool and everything. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, maybe I mean, you're too. Looking. Maybe you feel them out this year. You're like, I don't know. Do you guys suck? Are you guys into it? Are you guys and... who? How? How many of these friends are going to not set our lineups? Like, Great who idea. who am I going to have to awkwardly yeah. find a way to kick out next year? Like, you got to feel out the group first. Then you yeah. go, okay, you guys are legit. Now we can do this for real. There now we do eleven a, starters and two tight player. ends with two with a tight end premium, and we're going to do tier PPR oh, half for running backs and one for wide receivers. Forget, I'm not and a tiered PPR. And it's an eliminator. Guillotine. <laughs> I can't do the tiered PPR. It gets too much. That's too cerebral for you, me. I, I can't do anything but full point PPR. My brain can't handle that math. Okay. And I know that this is this is fantasy simple one-on-one. I'm like, if somebody calls into fantasy dirt with a, a standard scoring question, I'm like, brain <sighs> off. This is Fab's call. <laughs> Literally turn it off. I'm like, I I'm not, I can't even answer this. I don't know. I'm Nick Chubb. The answer is Nick Chubb. Like, that's all I know, right? Like <laughs> who's gonna score touchdowns? It doesn't matter. That's just bullshit. Totally. Who doesn't fucking catch the ball? I'm <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't, I don't, I don't see any value in that. And this is another um, rant that I have about this. Fantasy data is such a good website. My one problem with the website is that when you maneuver the settings, you're like going back and forth between like quarterback and, you know, a uh, wide receiver. I want to see what you have to change the scoring. It automatically re- yeah. returns oh. to standard. And That's I have hard. to, I have to automate. I have to go in and change it each time to PPR. That should not happen. Like, how many people are playing standard? Why are we catering to these fools? 
You hear the you guys at fantasydata.com, yeah. you need to fix your shit to where it doesn't reset every time you change positions, etc. Yeah. Yeah, standards should not be the standard. PPR is clearly the yes. standard. Yep. It's and, the new um, standard, but it's hard to say. It's, it's hard to say. Like, I mean, P- PPR it is not anything new. No, but it's the new no. standard. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the standard ten years ago, Larry. No one played like PPR was the was the new thing ten years ago. Standard was the standard. But we need to change the phrase "standard." Is what we have to change. What do we call it though? Because we don't want to say non PPR. That's too many words. Why not? Okay. Because you know what, they should have to say more words. Because that's the dumb scoring system. (laughs) I like that. I I do the same thing. Uh, So I'm. the uh, Dynasty League football website, DLF, um, and you're if you're a part of the subscription, we are a DLF podcast, right, Justin? No, Larry. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not a DLF we're not, podcast. We're not. Sorry, Ryan. We Sorry, Ryan. Be. We are not. We can't. We can't. Mm-mm. I filled out a disclaimer. form. I never heard anything Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we like to claim it, but they don't like to claim us. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we reference DLF. We 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 reference their trade analyzer, the trade finder. We we get into that stuff. Uh, ADP. We get into all that stuff. It's because of the f bombs. Without their knowledge, yeah, they don't like the f bombs. Yeah. We say f. We we say the f word a lot, and I guess that's a that's their standard. <laughs> well, yeah. whatever. Stupid fucking standards. It. At Lindsay underscore Rose, we did it already. We'll do it again. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers yeah. talking Thanks. Dynasty football, baby. Come get. Started.